0: Welcome back, Tracy.
1: Oh. (laughs) Thanks, Padre. You all right? Sure. Why do you ask?
0: (laughs) You've been standing here for 15 minutes.
1: Wow, it's been that long? It does not feel like it's been that long.
2: You know Jed is already at work, right?
1: Right, of course. Duh. (laughs) What was I thinking? I'll just, uh, you know, um.
0: Go. Are you sure
3: you're okay?
1: Fine. Yep. Just fine.
0: Want me to call Jed and tell him there's a stranger loitering outside his house?
1: No need. Uh, Kinder's already called him.
0: How do you know that? Freeze! Nobody move! Good morning, Jed. Preacher? What are you doing here? Just talking to Tracy. Preach, how many times do I gotta say it? Trace is gone. Hi. Jed? Tracy, you're back?
1: How... uh... Got back last night.
0: How have you been? been?
1: Good, good. Tired of driving.
0: I bet. Yep. Well, I best be going. Leave you two at it. Bye, Padre. Preach. So, what are you up to?
1: Not much. You?
0: Not much.
1: Cool. Cool,
0: So, uh... You. What? You. Me what?
1: You are the one. Oh. That's not exactly what I thought you would say.
0: Tracy, that was months ago.
1: Have your feelings changed?
0: Paul is gone.
1: Oh, really? Why Why does that matter now?
0: Because... We both know if he was still in town, you and I would be having a very different conversation right now.
1: That's not true.
0: Isn't it? I know he's your first choice.
1: He was never my first choice.
0: Then why didn't you say all those months ago? Jed, it's you. Jed, it's always been you.
1: Because I didn't know months ago that it was you, Jed. Always you.
0: And how am I supposed to know that all along you were going to choose me when he's gone and you really don't have a choice anymore?
1: It took me months to figure out that you are the one. You know me. I, I don't rush into things like this.
0: You did with your college boyfriend.
1: And look where that led me—dropping out of college and traveling around the country like some crazed woman. I, I don't want to make that same mistake again.
0: Oh, so now choosing me is a mistake? Well, why couldn't you have just said nothing? That would have been better. I
1: know no, you weren't. Not a mistake. Not choosing you would be a mistake, and I realize that now.
0: I gotta get back to work.
1: Jed, I'm telling you that I love you.
0: I'm not sure that I want to hear that anymore. Jed! I'll, uh, talk to you later.
1: Jed. When your world is falling apart And you don't quite know who you
4: are well, maybe that was by design Cause everything is fine, everything is fine It's fine and dandy So the rumors
1: are true. You are back. Hello, Mrs. Kinders. Nice to see you, too. Tracy!
3: Tracy's back!
1: <laughs> nice to see you, too, Mrs. Shorter. Finally.
3: My hair has not looked the same since you left.
5: Honestly, ladies, I'm right here.
3: We're just making sure Tracy understands that she can never, 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 ever, 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 ever run away like that again. Ever. Unless
5: you do it for good next time.
3: Mrs. Condors.
5: She doesn't mean that.
3: She's excited to
5: see
1: you as well.
5: Where have you been, sweetie?
1: I thought you were coming in a while ago.
5: Mm,
3: I, I was, but I went... Bye to see Jed. To tell him the bad news? That you and Paul are secretly married and he is off raising your love child together in Europe because the mob is after him?
5: Or that Paul is secretly an FBI agent
3: who's investigating his own disappearance. What?
5: Never mind them. What happened, child?
1: I went over to his house and I couldn't go up to the door. And the preacher came by. The preacher knew
4: before us. I'm going to have to give him a piece of my mind.
1: No, he he left soon after Jed got there.
4: And you both stared deeply into each other's eyes. The golden rays of the setting sun sweeping around you
5: as you slowly embraced each other in your deep, affectionate love for one another. (sighs) What?
1: No, no... That didn't- Never mind them. What happened next? I told Jed I loved him.
3: You did what? Yippee!
4: (laughs) Then why do you look like someone just ran over your puppy?
1: Because Jed didn't say it back. He he just left me there, in front of his house.
5: He- Oh, come here, dear. It'll be okay.
3: Ladies, we ought to march over to City Hall right now and drag him out into the street.
5: I've got some rope in my trunk.
3: Bob has some bear repellent in the shop. That should knock him out.
1: I thought you were rooting for Paul this whole time, Mrs. Shorter.
3: I, well, yes, dear, but right now, Jed is being, no. Uh, what's the word? Pigheaded. Yeah. Stubborn. That, too.
5: Unreasonable. Obstinate. Intractable. Huh?
1: I put a thesaurus app on my phone.
3: Well, then, yes. Those words too, so we're going to go fight for your honor.
1: I appreciate it, ladies, but it may be better for me if you don't go marching to City Hall with pitchforks and torches.
3: Pitchforks that would work way better than bear repellent. Come on, Tallward, let's go next door and get our supplies,
1: <sighs> ladies. Really, I
5: leave them be. Bob will talk them out of doing anything stupid.
3: <sighs> I
1: didn't know they cared that much. You were one of us. What? I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. I heard you. So
4: your time in the wilds of the road gave you hallucinatory illusions? Great. Just one more thing for us to deal with.
1: No, I heard you. You said I'm one of you. A Dandian. I heard it, too. I don't know what the two of you are talking about. That's all right, Mrs. Kinders. I know what you said. (laughs) And uh, I'm... I'm okay with you taking your time. I'll win you over one of these days. Really, Tracy? You are making a
4: mountain out of an anthill?
1: Molehill. What? Making a mountain out of a molehill? Uh, you said an anthill?
4: So your time away has also made you an expert on cliches?
5: Your curler should be done in about another ten minutes, Mrs. Conders. So, uh, where's Ashley? She's over at the diner, helping Matt. Oh, I thought with me gone, she would be working over here more. Oh, she is. But about a month ago, Matt's dad took off on a trip of self-discovery around the world. What? A trip of self-discovery? Pfft. What
4: does that even mean? He just took off and left no explanation. Is Matt all right?
5: Oh, fine. His father video calls every day. Last week, he was in the Alps or the Appalachians. Ah, I can't remember. Who's running the pickle? Well, Matt's uncle is cooking and his grandfather is keeping the business side of things running.
4: And poor Ashley's trying to keep the peace. What? Matt's mother thinks the uncle is a terrible cook. And she's up in arms because the grandfather smokes
5: cigars in the back office. <laughs> the pickle sounds more like a Shakespearean tragedy.
4: I will admit the uncle knows how to cook. Now, only about half the things on the menu swim in grease, And the salads now are edible.
1: Ugh, but I was looking forward to having their house special salad. Three pounds of fresh bacon to a half pound of lettuce. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's still on the menu. So, what is Matt doing
5: with all of this? Well, Matt has taken over the marketing of the pickle.
1: (laughs) Ha ha! The pickle has marketing.
5: Never did before. I think it's sweet. A waste of time, if you ask me. Well, it's making Matt happy. And keeping him distracted from the fact his dad isn't here. Wait, what does all of this have to do with Ashley, exactly? Well, Matt has started theme nights at the pickle. Oh. And tonight is 1950s.
1: Like... Roller skates and poodle skirts. Yep. And grease and happy days.
4: So Ashley is over there helping set up. Yeah. It's keeping her pretty busy. Fifties night. What does that even
1: mean? Well, for those of us who were not alive in the fifties, it's about nostalgia for a bygone age.
4: How can you have nostalgia for something you never witnessed firsthand? Well,
1: I guess you wouldn't know. How old do you think I am? Ooh, let me guess. Oh no.
5: Not her. What? It's the new police officer.
1: Wait, I was just gone for like a few months. We have a new police officer? And she already has given me a ticket. What?
5: Good afternoon,
4: officer.
1: Good afternoon, Don. You can call me Kat. It's fine. If she's staying, I'm the...
5: Welcome. Make yourself at home. I'm sorry. (sighs) Don't apologize. Mrs. Condors is just being her cheerful self.
4: No respect for the
5: elderly. Really, Mrs. Condors... I don't
1: want to impose where I'm not welcome. Good. Oh, you're not imposing. This is my shop. It's it's still my shop, right, Don? Last I checked. And and you're welcome here. <laughs> just don't listen to Kinders. It's it's what I do. Pro tip.
4: I'm going to help the girls select their pitchforks. Pitchforks? Uh,
1: you don't want to
5: know. Uh, you want me to take your curlers out first, Mrs. Kinders?
1: No, I'm fine. Did Mrs. Kinders just? Go outside, in public, with her hair still in curlers. Never thought I'd live to see the day. She must really not like you. I wish I knew why. Don't worry about it. She doesn't really like me either, so the two of us should be fast friends. I'm Tracy, by the way. Catherine Briggs. But you can call me Kat. So you're Tracy. Depends. Do you have a warrant? Jed talks about you all the time. Really? Then yes, yeah, I'm I'm Tracy. Well, wait, um, what does he say? Nothing but good things. It's kind of sweet. Oh. Wow. So, this is your shop? Don here gave it to me last year. Wow, that's impressive.
5: Well, it was a selfish act. I was trying to keep Tracy from leaving again. And how'd that
1: work out? Oh, I'm here, aren't I? That's true. So, what can I do for you today? Just a quick trim. I'm wanting something simple to take care of, but still cute. Simple, but cute. I may have just the thing.
4: (coughs) This is Doreen Kinders with a special message from The
1: Beauty. Tracy, did you write this? Oh, no. And uh, by no, I mean yes. Of course I wrote it. Anyway, I wanted to tell you that The Beauty
4: is the best little hair salon on Earth, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise.
1: Tracy, this does not sound like something I would say. Mrs. Kinders, there is no such thing as truth in advertising.
4: Furthermore, The Beauty has the best customer service. Clearly, this is a work of fiction. The highest quality products and the most comfortable salon chairs anywhere. You mean that death
1: trap of a hairdryer? I'm having it replaced, I promise.
4: With the insurance money from the fire it started?
1: Actually, a curling iron started the fire. Might want
4: to revise that part about the highest quality products.
1: Okay, okay, can we just wrap this up now? Please?
4: <clears throat> so, come on down to the beauty. the curling irons catch fire the stylists come and go when they please and the hairdryers won't kill you if you're lucky oh and don't forget to make an appointment first cut
1: hold on a second you actually pulled Mrs. Kinders over and gave her a ticket. Ha oh, you are a brazen woman. Well, more of a written warning than a ticket. Cat, tell me you were wearing a body camera. I don't Did you get that on video? Tracy,
5: stop. I need that video. No, you don't. You have enough against Kinders without that.
1: Well, can you pull her over again? I'll give you my phone so you can record it all. I can only pull people over if they're breaking the law or are a danger. Excellent! Kinders is always a danger.
5: Only to your feelings.
1: Hey, my feelings have a right to feel good about themselves. Afraid that isn't a guarantee under the law. Oh, I'll talk to the mayor about that, get an ordinance passed, and then you can arrest her! <sighs> Tracy, you don't mean that. I know, but imagining it makes me feel better.
3: Tracy! We got an emergency! What? Who's dead? Is Bob all right? Dead? Who's dead? Bob's fine.
1: You said there was an emergency. What's going on, Mrs. Shorter?
3: We found Mrs. Kinders halfway down aisle seven and three quarters.
1: How can an aisle be three quarters? You!
3: What are you doing here?
1: She is a welcomed patron in my shop.
3: Oh, uh, of course! So nice to meet you, dear.
1: What is wrong with Kinders?
3: Well, it's a bit embarrassing.
1: Just spit it out.
3: She, she, she's indecent.
1: Indecent? How?
3: She still has her curlers in her hair.
1: We know. We tried to warn her. Didn't she leave like 20 minutes ago? And you are just now finding her. Bob's hardware is like the TARDIS, bigger on the inside than the outside, And, uh, the organizational style is...
3: A proprietary system I developed myself. Challenging. Ah, I see. Mrs.
1: Shorter, can you get Kinders to come back over here and we will take care of the curlers?
3: That's just it. She's caught between the mirrors on one side and the stainless steel toolboxes. And you know how Bob likes to buff those until you can see your reflection. So either way she looks, she catches sight of her horrid complexion! It's like she's
5: part vampire. I'll come and take care of it over there.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you. She would appreciate that so much. I'll lead the way. I left Bob and Mrs. Tallwood creating a shortcut between Aisle 3 and Aisle 3 Avenue.
1: What? (laughs) life is simpler if you try not to understand.
5: Crisis
4: averted. Good. Is that woman gone? Yes. Good. I have never been so humiliated in my life.
5: Oh, well, you were the one who ran out. Ladies, it's closing time. Let's not start
1: this. Fine. If you insist. I need to go find Jed anyway. You won't be able to. What do you mean? For the past few weeks, every evening, Jed disappears.
4: What do you mean disappears. No one has been able to find hide nor hear of him after 4 p.m. for the past three weeks, and I have it on great authority that he does not get home until midnight.
1: And your spies haven't been able to figure it out?
4: They all lose him in the traffic in Baker. Ooh, that must bug you. I would think it should bug you as well. Who knows what he is up to? It could be he has a
5: mistress. I doubt that.
4: It could be true. That is the thing we do not
5: know.
1: Oh, we could just ask him.
5: I tried. Me too. He won't tell me anything. Well, I'm, I'm sure he has his reasons. I am
4: surprised at you, Tracy. The man you claim to love disappears without a trace, and you don't seem concerned.
1: I am concerned. Just not worried.
4: I have my suspicions. Well, let's hear them, Sherlock. I am confident these disappearances
1: have something to do
4: with the new officer in town.
1: Kat? The officer who pulled you over? The kinders puller over? The officer who specifically pulled kinders over? That new officer? Yes,
4: that new officer.
1: Hmm. I like her. I can tell already we're going to be great friends. That's just what I need. Well, what's your theory? The mayor and that new officer. Her
4: name is Kat? Officer Briggs. They know something. You suspect they know something. The mayor is his boss, and if anything is going on, she would know.
1: Dawn, aren't I technically your boss? Mm, Technically? And if you were sneaking off and dallying around, would you tell me? Ah,
5: well, uh, me? Dallying? I I mean,
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm too old for that. Exactly. Just because the mayor is his boss doesn't mean she knows something.
4: Do you want to bet your relationship on that? I... I thought so. What do I do? Find out what they know. How? I'll leave that up to your imagination.
2: Mind if I sit here? Be my guest. Ain't it a little late for you to be out and about? Why are you here? I'm waiting for the missus to tire herself out. What is Mrs. Shorter up to this evening? She and Tollwood are out with a bunch of pitchforks looking for you.
0: Me? Why? And why
2: pitchforks? Something about breaking Tracy's heart?
0: Ugh, I didn't
2: break her heart. You sure about that, Jed?
0: She was the one who left town. She was the one who didn't call for months. She was the one... All I did was walk away this morning. Son, you have a lot to learn. Look, Bob, I know you mean well, but I really don't want to talk about it.
2: Too bad you're the only one in here. If I drink alone, the missus doesn't like it. How would she find out? Henry. Mmm, the bartender. She has him under her spell. He'll do anything for her.
0: Fine. But can we talk about something else? Where do you go every evening? We can talk about Tracy, that's fine.
2: Whatever floats your boat.
0: Do you want another? I'll have what he's having. Sure, I'll have another. Much appreciated. Don't mention it. I didn't break Tracy's heart. If you say so. And why didn't you
2: stop your wife? Have you met Mrs. Shorter? You have a point. Besides, I got her to agree to the kitty pitchforks. They're made out of plastic and quite harmless. (laughs) You sell pitchforks for kids? I also talked her out of the kerosene she was going to use to torch your car. Thanks, I
0: guess. You owe me, son. What do you want? Tell me what happened. I don't
2: know what happened. Sure you do. You were there.
0: I went over to my house because someone reported that there was a break-in. But it was just the preacher, and, and then she was just standing there. Tracy? Yeah. No, hi. No, how are you? Long time no see. Sorry I ran out on you. Nothing. Just, uh,
2: you're the one, Jed. Tracy said that. Out loud? Yeah, uh, I
0: was surprised too.
2: So then what did you do?
0: I brought up her boyfriend from college.
2: I knew you were slow since the day we met, but boy there are times you make a turtle seem bright.
0: Look, I don't need any of this. What does it matter anyways? We both know that I am her second choice.
2: What makes you say that?
0: She probably went over to his place first. You mean Paul? Yeah,
2: Whatever happened to
0: him? Sold some app and now lives in Seattle. A real swanky neighborhood.
2: I'm sure Tracy is devastated she didn't say yes to him. See? That's what I mean. Who would pass up on all that?
0: Tracy. She probably tried calling and he didn't answer. You know how shifty he was. He always seemed nice to me. (laughs) it's the nice ones you have to look out for. They lull you into a false sense of security. You know, you're making a
2: lot of assumptions.
0: I'm drawing conclusions that fit the facts.
2: What facts?
0: The fact that Tracy has not spoken to me in months. And the first time I see her, she is standing outside my door at 9.30 in the morning. That leaves plenty of time for her to have made it over to Paul's first to tell him that she loves him. Realize he's gone, then come to my place.
2: I was her second choice. A. Have you ever known Tracy to get up before the crack of 9.15? B. You don't know she went by Paul's. That's a dangerous assumption to make. But she could have. Why does it matter? What? Why does it matter if she went by Paul's first? Haven't you been listening?
0: Then I would be her second choice. So? So, I would
2: be second. Son, again, turtles are faster than you. It doesn't matter. You are here now, and she has chosen you. So embrace it. What does it matter if you were second or first? You are her choice. Don't ruin this on what if or might have beens. Be present in now.
6: Traitor!
2: Oh boy. Henry, I'll take another. Hello, Mrs. Shorter.
3: Don't you hello, Mrs. Shorter me, you little heartbreaker, you. Your bad boy charms will not work on me.
2: Come on, Beulah, let's go.
3: Not until I give Jed a piece of my mind.
2: Honey, if you do that, you'll say something you'll regret.
3: Not until the morning. Then I can go apologize.
2: Leave the boy alone. I've already talked to him.
3: Hopefully some sense. He's slower than a rabbit.
0: Mm, a turtle.
3: No, pretty sure it's a rabbit.
0: The rabbit is the fast one.
3: But the turtle wins the race.
0: I... (sighs) I got nothing. Come on, Beulah.
3: Well, have a night. I hope it's not good.
2: Good night, Jed.
3: Well,
1: today did not go as planned. Not one little bit. All the way back from the state line, I imagined what would have happened. That I would walk up to Jed's door, ring the bell, he would answer... We would kiss. Oh, he's such a great kisser, mom. My foot would pop it. It'd be like all the great rom com scenes. And then I would whisper back to him. Yes, as he played with my hair. And then he would wrap me in his strong arms and. Lift me across the threshold. And we'd go upstairs and. Will you get the picture, mom? but none of that. Just to talk to you later. It's after midnight and he should be back from his mystery whatever and should have called me. He often called me before just to check that I got home okay from dates with Paul. What have I done? Why do I run away? Why do I make things so much more complicated than they have to be? Is there ever going to be a day where I don't just completely mess everything up and hurt people I love most? Good
6: night, Mom. Still remember, cannot forget, but This has been a Fountain City Films production, created and produced by Adam Bova and directed by Danielle M. Thompson. For more shenanigans and dandy, subscribe wherever you listen to audio shows. Mrs. Kinders would like me to remind you to leave us a review. Tracy wants you to share Fine and Dandy with a friend. Mrs. Shorter wanted me to remind you that there is more content on our Facebook page, Fine and Dandy, starring Alina Grace as Tracy Danvers. Jed, portrayed by Brandon Wetch. Mrs. Kinders, played by Ellen Clements. Mrs. Tallwood, by Frances Mitchell. Mrs. Shorter, by Gina Dobson. The character of Bob is played by Dave Hobbs. Dawn, by Jennifer Hines Pyle. Mr. Danvers, played by Tom O'Brien. Ashley, by Peyton Julie Houseman. And Matt, is played by Minor Stickley. The Preacher is portrayed by Chris Corkolo. Cat, by Katie Wetch. The Mayor by Pamela Melosovas, and additional characters by Landon Houseman. Today's episode was written by Adam Bova. Additional material by Brianna Capo, Danielle M. Thompson, Elizabeth Young, and Hannah Eden Young. The theme music was created and performed by Chelsea Nettleton.